Okay, so how many Christmas sermons have you heard? I'm going to hand up if you've heard a Christmas sermon before, a sermon with the theme of Christmas. Yeah, okay. Pretty much everybody. Who reckons, they can do, reckons they've heard more than 20 sermons, messages on Christmas? More than 20? And then people 30? 30, a few 30s? 40, you reckon? I mean, some, some churches do series on Christmas, so you might have got four on a, on a one Christmas year. So Now, the topics of Christmas, they're kind of, they follow a little bit of a, a pattern. There's, there's a bit of a theme, you know, saviour coming to earth, peace, joy, goodwill. What else is there on Christmas? What, what other themes? Jesus is the reason for the season. What else, what else happens? What, what, you, you know, that's the standard issue. What's wonderful counsel, Prince of Peace? Hope. Hope's, a, hope's one. I've done one on hope. You were listening. Fantastic. <laughs> the wise men, shepherds, the different perspectives. There's a pretty kind of standard suite of things that, that kind of happen at, at Christmas time. There's a, there's a kind of pool of messages that happen. But when we go to Christmas cards, it's a bit, it's a bit similar. We've got Christmas cards that have messages on them too. All different ideas relating to Jesus' birth. Blessings at Christmas time. Peace on earth. Jesus is the greatest gift of all. Jesus is the reason for the season. But God is not just a God of a message. He's a God of action. And if we think about Jesus coming to earth as a little baby, the Saviour coming to earth, as a message, we're actually selling God short. Because what happened at Christmas wasn't a message. It was God in action. And these are all good messages. These messages that, that get talked about Christmas and the cards, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're a waste of time. They're actually really good. They're good messages. And they're messages that we want to hear. They're messages that we want our family and friends to hear. And they're messages that we want the world to hear. But if Christmas is just a message, it's actually selling what Jesus did short. It's not what Jesus was doing because God is a God of action. And Christmas was an action. It was an action of love. It was an action of grace and humility on God's part. It was an action of sacrifice. And it was an action of, of starting a relationship with us. They were all an action, not a message. You know, the shepherds got it. They understood. They didn't hear the angels and go, cool, nice message. Thanks, guys. They went to see God in action. The wise men got it. They didn't see the star and go, whew, something's happening. They understood and they went, I want to go see God in action. Even Herod got it. He got the message and knew that God was in action and he went and killed all the two-year-olds and, and under to try and stop God in action, they understood that it wasn't a message. It was an action on God's part because God is a God of action. This is an aerial shot of where I grew up in, and, and the little dot, the purple dot on the bottom is the house and the big purple dot is the school, Currumburra Secondary College. And, uh, and to walk to school, this is the, the road to take to get to school took about 20 minutes. Now, you can look at the picture and go, there's a much easier way to get there. That was a shortcut. And I could get that, you know, that was about 10 minutes for me. And for Simon, it was about five. And he woke up when the bell went and ducked down to school. And, uh, and you cut across the paddocks and, and some of those houses weren't there. 
Um, so you're actually cutting, cutting through the paddocks, jumping a fence. You have to watch out for the big, uh, big paddock because there was a bull in there. And you, you kind of, yeah, so you kind of skirted around the side of the big paddock and down into the back of the school. You could do it a lot quicker. But there was a problem. This house here did exist. And on this side of the fence, there were no other fences. And that house had Zorro. <laughs> now, I, I'm not a big dog person, but when I was walking to school and all of a sudden you heard Zorro, you ran. You ran for the fence, you jumped the fence. Now, the owners of the house said, he's a nice dog, he won't hurt you, he's fine. But when I'm standing on the one side of the fence and Zorro's on the other side of the fence barking at you with his big teeth and he was a big dog, it's like, I didn't think that he was a nice, friendly dog. You see, there's a big difference between a, a sign, a message that says beware of the dog and the dog itself. The message is cool, there's nothing wrong with the message, it's good to know, beware of the dog. But I can tell you, when you see the dog, it's different than the message. The teeth are real. The sign alludes to a message, but the, the, the dog itself, that's another whole story. And it's like that at Christmas. I mean, a lot of people think of the Bible as being a book of instructions and, and a good book and rules and, and covenants and, uh, and commandments and a collection of teaching and, and, and messages. Some good advice, but it's not. Even when we look at how we divide the Bible up, what do we divide it into? Two halves? Old and New Testament. It's a testament. It's a declaration like testimony or testify. It's telling us the action of God. It is a book of action. It's not a message. And a lot of the time, God does action first and then explains himself second. Those who think it's a, a, a book of law, what happened before he gave the law? What did he do before that? He rescued his people from slavery in Egypt. So first... He does the action. And then he goes, here's a message that goes with the action. So he, he does the action and then he explains himself. He is a God of action. And we see it time and time again. David, when he, when he slayed Goliath, what, what did he say to those people? He said, no, no, God's protected me with bears and lions for ages. I've seen God in action. God was in action first before he got called to be a king and to be a warrior. He saw God in action first. And Daniel, we see Daniel. It says, there's a little line in there that said, God provided Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, Abednego, depending on how you say it. He provided them with amazing wisdom and discernment, ability to be able to learn and understand dreams. And then we go on and see the king bailing them up and asking them what, what's going on, and he, his answer was God. God had already shown action first. And with Jesus, it's exactly the same. When Jesus came to earth, he showed through that act an action. 
and he continued his life showing action, demonstrating, teaching and demonstrating, but always with action. And this is what Jesus said towards the end of his time with his disciples. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Oh, sounds like a rule, sounds like a message. Love each other just as I have loved you. He did the action and now he's giving the message. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. John 13, 34 to 35. His whole life wasn't just to give a message. It was to demonstrate a life of action that people saw the message in the action and he explained himself as well. He didn't just say, seek first the kingdom of God. He demonstrated it. He didn't just say, set the captives free. He did it. In fact, on a number of occasions, Jesus had major issues with people who mixed that up and got that the wrong way around. The teachers of the law were very oppressive. They talked about God's love and, and, and how great God was and good to his people. And then they burdened them with a whole heap of rules and regulations and weighed people down with bars and measures that they couldn't meet. They were very oppressive people. And to them, this is what Jesus said. In Matthew 23, he said, What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisees, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. And this is in the middle of a whole tirade of things that he says to these people about the difference between the message and the action. They got it twisted and he went, no, you have to get the action. If you don't get the action, the message is a waste of time. Having a clean outside of your bowl is a waste of time if it's not clean on the inside first. You're putting on a show. Has anyone played chess? Yeah? Do you know how the board's set up? What's, what's, what's the, the setup when you start? What's the first row, the front row? Prawns? Did I hear prawns? Prawns. And, and what's the aim of the game? Protect, checkmate, protect the king, get the other person's king. And so your front row is all your, your, the weaker ones, the ones that you can dispose of a bit more. So, so who's the commander in chief, chief of the USA? Obama. President Obama. And so when they go to war, what do they do? They do the same thing. They throw some soldiers out the front and, and you know, the ones that we can dispose of, send them out to war and he's, uh, what's he doing? He's in the White House sending the messages, telling them how to do it and what to do and that sort of thing, just like a game of chess. But in God's picture, it's the opposite way round because what God did is he put the king on the front line. At Christmas time, we see him demonstrating that he doesn't put his pawns on the front line. There's nobody disposable. He stood on the front line and said, I'm going to fight this battle from the front because I'm a God of action, I'm not going to give a message that I don't actually fulfill myself. If I think it's worth fighting, I'm going to go and fight. If I think it's worth saving, I'm going to go and save. And so by his action, 
we look at this message of Christmas, and in fact, it's actually an action on God's part to say, I believe in this fight. I believe in what I'm doing here. I believe in the message. And so I'm going to live the message. I'm going to be the message by my action. And so the, the chessboard gets reversed, and the king is actually the one on the front line, demonstrating to everyone behind him what it is that he believes in and is living for. It says in 1 John 3, 18, Dear children, let us not merely say that we love each other, let us show the truth by our actions. I think sometimes at Christmas time we can get caught up with the message. And the message is fine. There's nothing wrong with the message at all. But the best message is the way that Jesus did the message. And that is with action. If we're going to give a message, the best message we can give is a message of action. If anyone's going to listen to you, they're going to listen to your action and then maybe ask for an explanation afterwards. It's the way Jesus did it. It's the way God's done it through the whole of Scripture. And it's the way the message of Christmas is going to be significant is the action of what we do and what we say and how we behave. The action of our lives is the message. As John says here, show the truth by our action. We know the truth. We know the message. We've heard 20, 30, 40 messages at Christmas time of Jesus coming. Emmanuel, God with us. We know the message, but it's the action that will best communicate the message, and it's what God did, and it's what he calls us to as his disciples. This is not a new story. Uh, now, just a, a little bit, a bit of a backstory. This year, a couple of the um, more mature members of the worship team have been educating some of the younger members of the worship team about what worship was like back in the 80s and the 90s and, and uh, getting them up to speed with the amazing things they missed out on because they're young. And, and Sam, you've been very gracious with the old guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> He's copped a lot, Sam has. But I'm going to do a bit more education now for everyone under about 20. Back in the day, you know, Toby Mac wasn't Toby Mac. He was a member of an amazing band called DC Talk. Yeah, yeah. Under 20, you're kind of who, 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 DC who? And, um, and DC Talk was, was fantastic, and they did a, uh, a song. Um, I was reminiscing yesterday. I got introduced Catherine. Oh, they already know DC Talk, but um, introduced, played the whole DVD of the concert up loud. It was great. But yeah, so they do a song, which is basically this message, and that is, love is a verb. Love is a verb. It's a doing word. And uh, part of the education, I'm going to um, gonna show you a part of the song. Um, so for everyone under 20, this is a band called DC Talk. The, the bassist you'll see is my inspiration, nicknamed Sugar Bear. Um, for everybody over 40, wait till you see him. He's, he's inspiring. Now, for everybody over 40, it's okay I'm going to put the words on afterwards. <laughs> okay? <laughs> cool. So, Brady, can you play the clip? <laughs> do, do you want to put up the, the words, please, Brad? Do, do it down with the DC tour. It's 
Good stuff. Sorry, Sam, you missed out. Um, <laughs> Back in the day, there was a man who stepped out of heaven and he walked the land. He delivered to the people an eternal choice with a heart full of love and the truth in his voice. He gave up his life so that we may live. How much more love could the Son of God give? Here is an example that we ought to be matching because love is a word that requires some action. It's all right. And the chorus goes on to say, I didn't put it up there, but we're here somewhere. Sugar Bear. Did you see him? The black guy, the bald black guy? Amazing. <laughs> words come easy but don't mean much when the words they're saying we can't put trust in. We're talking about love in a different light. And if, we're all, if we all learn to love, then it would be just right. Hey, tell me, haven't you heard? Love is a serious word. Hey, I think it's time you learned. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you heard. The word love. Love is a verb. And there's another um, slightly older worshipper that um, Paul actually, we did a song of, of his, or, or, or read, a, read a poem of his a few weeks ago. A guy called Francis of Assisi. And uh, slightly older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> from my year. Paul's not here, so I can't pick on him. So I'd say it was from his era. But yeah. <laughs> This is how he described the same message. Preach the gospel. And if necessary, use words. It's a really simple message. And in essence, it's a message that is an anti-message it's an anti-message message because I wrestled with this this week going, well, I'm just giving you another message. So, so in, the, in the words of, um, of Inspector Gadget, this message will self-destruct in five seconds because <laughs> it's not about the message. It's about the action. And so it's a simple message. It's a short message, but it's a very important message for us to understand that as you write your cards and as you soak in, in what Christmas is, that without the action, it's just hot air. It's the way God did it. It's what he demonstrated by sending Jesus, is that he is a God of action. He's not a God of talk. He's not a God of laws and rules and regulations and covenants. He's, he's a God of action. And those things just help us understand his actions. 